Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michael'sFlooringOutlet.com. And welcome to Overnight America. It's the last night where Donald Trump will be president of the United States. Saying goodbye as he leaves the office, there was a farewell speech that he posted online, which I'm going to air later in the show tonight. I was a little surprised because normally a speech like that would be carried on television. But then again, uh, abnormal times in American history. The president released this video close to about 20 minutes long, covering some of the accomplishments from the past four years, some of the optimism looking forward and just uh, true honor what it was to serve in office the way he did. And when I look at these moments, it makes me think about the things that I would thank him for based on what I thought he did a good job. Uh, He did in the past four years some pretty interesting things. Uh, love him or hate him, he did some pretty remarkable things that really no American president has been able to accomplish. I mean, did you really think anyone would be able to stand up to China or have the gall to just in general walk into uh, a foreign office and say, this is how we're doing things now? And think of all the different governments that he's worked with and renegotiated and worked up different trade deals and even standing up to the European Union, things like that. In the best interest of the country, he was doing these things and people didn't like him for it. But in the end, it was a necessary step on the foreign stage. People like to point out, oh, man, uh, we're a laughing stock. Oh, we're so terrible here. Everyone's laughing at us, blah, 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 blah. But I would submit that all of the different things that we're able to look back at and say, well, actually, uh, they can have their opinion on these things. I would rather take the trail of good things that he left behind than have to worry about how Germany looks at us or something like that. Like I care. So I wanted to go through a list of some things that I thought were important milestones in president Trump's last four years and his four years in office, I should say. And you're welcome to do that too. If you had a farewell message for Donald Trump, we're going to do that for the next segment or so because Tom Sullivan's going to join us after the weather in about 25 minutes and give us an update on the county council meeting, how that went. We saw ooh, all kinds of fireworks last week. What are they doing with the chair and what did they discuss? Were they able to get to business as usual? So if you want to call in now or text in, you can 314-436-7900. 
So here's a few things that I wanted to note that were important. I think a big part of his focus was the economy and getting people jobs, which was a big success. Up until the coronavirus, we were looking at some unbelievable indicators. Unemployment rate reaching three and a half percent, what, the lowest in the past 50 years. And if you wanted to look at different demographics like uh, uh, African-Americans, Hispanic Americans, Asian Americans, Native Americans, things like that. We're looking at even all-time lows. We're, we're finding unemployment rates. We're hitting as, as long as they have been recording them, it's as low as it's ever been. And that was a huge accomplishment. Another one was 160 million people or so employed. That was huge. That's a big number. Jobless claims were dropping. He did tax reform. We saw the Dow Jones hit 30,000. Wow. That's something else. That's amazing. A lot of deregulation uh, and even locally here in St. Louis, I think we owe a big thanks to uh, the head of the EPA at the time, uh, Pruitt, who made it a priority to try to clean up that dump site here in the area. Let's get that nuclear waste out. Get it out. We don't need it. And they agreed. How long have they been petitioning to get that dump site cleared out? And look at that. It happened. And it was one of their first priorities when they were looking at ways to better some of these areas. Deregulation in many ways was a big plus and the working up the different tax deals were huge. I think that benefited a lot of people and businesses. We saw NAFTA go. We saw the TPP go. We saw renegotiated deals with Japan and China and European unions, things like that. We saw the individual mandate drop for Obamacare and him working on things, I guess, on a political side and probably people that hate Donald Trump would also hate this, but 230 federal judges named and 54 judges to the Supreme Court uh, of Appeals, or excuse me, the United States Court of Appeals, with three Supreme Court justices named. That is huge. Helping hostages get back, standing up to Iran and not standing by that terrible deal that we had with them before, moving the embassy to Jerusalem and then brokering a peace deal with many of the Middle East countries. And who would have thought uh, Israel and Arab Muslim countries coming together and trying to find peace in that region, something that many presidents have always tried but failed. Space Force, I mean, <laughs> starting a new branch, helping the VA, and that was one of his first priorities. Criminal justice reform was a big one, and you saw bipartisan support on that. He didn't really get credit for it, but he definitely deserves some credit for that. Taking out terrorists, Soleimani, he was a terrible, terrible, terrible terrorist, as if there's any good terrorists, but a terrible and also the leader of ISIS, al-Baghdadi, gone, trying to stand up for religious liberty, standing and also attending the March for Life. Uh, look at all of these things. There are so many things that in the past four years you never would have imagined a president would be able to do. And if you would like to say a final word, a final message as Donald Trump leaves office, you're welcome to do that. 314 Four three six seventy nine hundred or eight hundred nine two five eleven twenty. There's a lot of good things that happened over the past four years. We know that not any, uh, not everyone are going to give him credit for the last four years or the good things. I think they're blinded by the hatred of Donald Trump. So I don't think they could look at any of the good, nor do they care for any of those good things. But that's what I'm deciding to do, and thanking him for those that I just outlined. But you're welcome to do the same. 
We have some clips from his speech, but later tonight we're going to actually air his farewell speech. I don't think any of the networks aired it. Maybe they have. When I was reading some reports, because it was recorded, most of them linked to it on their websites and social media. I think Newsmax and Fox News were the only two networks to air it. One person was quick to point out C-SPAN 3, during the time the speech was released, instead aired Bill Clinton's farewell speech from 2000? In 2001, I should say. Really? So, hey, they don't have to do it. I mean, it's it's kind of a shame if you think a farewell speech from a president is something that they're going to mostly keep off of their airwaves. But I figured let's do it tonight. We'll do it tonight on this show. And we'll take some of your calls after the break. It's Overnight America KMOX. Radio's BS detector. Mark Reardon. Weekday afternoons at 2 on St. Louis's News Radio. KMOX. Welcome back to Overnight America. So we have about uh, 10-ish minutes or so in this first segment. And don't worry, we will revisit this later in the show. I plan on airing all of Donald Trump's final message as he prepares to leave the White House. And Joe Biden will be uh, in it tomorrow at this time after the inauguration. That's going to be broadcast live here on KMOX, which you'll be able to listen to. Presidents do give farewell messages. Normally, they get broadcasted, and I don't know if this one had a mass broadcast. Honestly, I don't know if any of the major networks aired it. So we're going to do it here later tonight. I would say the news networks, sure, Fox News and Newsmax, I think, were the two that did. So I wanted to open this up for you. Do you have a final message for Donald Trump? And I'm sure we'll do this later in the show, too. So if you don't, we don't get to all the calls now, uh, we'll definitely do it later. Let's start with Roy, who's calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. Yes. Nah, 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 nah. Hey, hey, goodbye. I want to get a can of, of disinfect and spray that. Give you a can, Sean Hanny, and Rush Limbaugh a can of that so that y'all can spray. And tomorrow I'll get a, I'll get a breath of fresh air because when he's gone, the country going to do better. It's going <laughs> to smell better. We're going to live better. So, okay, what's the number one thing that'll happen starting tomorrow that'll make things instantly better outside of him not being in the White House? So what changes tomorrow? And worship him all the way to Was his there anything? resting place. Wait, Roy, so no, tell me what's going to be the thing that changes tomorrow. So Donald Trump's out of the office. What is Joe Biden doing immediately that will make you believe things will be instantly better? He is the worst president, the worst. Okay, thanks, Roy. See, I think this is a good example of Roy never listening or having the ability to come up with an answer. I think if you are certainly someone that hates Donald Trump, you're going to be fueled by that hate and blinded by the inability of Joe Biden to do anything better. <laughs> There's nothing. That, so what is he going to be able to do instantly better that makes it? No, nothing. So I understand if your whole political philosophy is surrounded by your hate of Trump, I understand that. There's certainly a lot of people that are like that. But, you know, if you say things are going to instantly get better, what is Joe Biden going to do instantly to make things better? And if you don't have an answer for that, then that's okay. Uh, it just kind of shows your cards. We're playing face up. Let's go to Mark, who's calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. Okay. Hey, right on, Roy. I'm with you 100%. <laughs> and the first thing that that President Joe Biden is going to do is that's going to be totally, I'll be, I'll be right there, totally better than, uh, than Trump is he's going to handle the Trump virus so much better than you know, uh, you know, the Democratic hoax that 
Trump denied that it was. So the China virus, I think you need to make sure you credit the origination point and definitely is not something that we welcomed here, nor did we want here. And also it goes to show you that uh, this virus is something that has been very difficult to handle. Given the circumstances, being able to get multiple vaccines approved and in market before the end of the year is extremely remarkable. It goes to show you that working together on something that is as pressing as this and pushed along by the Trump administration in every way which he could. Uh, I think our last caller is someone that also would have mocked Donald Trump earlier in 2020 when he said, we're going to get this out before the end of the year. And everyone laughed at him, including our last caller, I'm going to guess, and mocked him and said, not possible. See another one of these things, uh, you know, lies or whatever. And then, hi, how about that? It came true. Like a lot of the things he said would come true. So 314-436-7900. And again, I think where we're at right now, I think that so many people are just, uh, they're motivated by their hate of Donald Trump that they fail to find anything that they like of Joe Biden other than their hate of Donald Trump. And that's what we have to look forward to. Um, and, you know, it, it was like that the other way, too. I guess when President Obama was in office, no one would side with anything he did. It doesn't matter what it was. If you're a Republican, you just wanted him out. So I don't think that's unique to Donald Trump or Republican or Democrat thing. But this is, I mean, really vile what we've seen the last four years. So I don't know. Uh, I feel like if we're as hard as uh, if we're as hard on Joe Biden as we were on Donald Trump, then things are definitely not to get, uh, going to get any better. So if anything, you should be begging for mercy that Joe Biden's not treated like Donald Trump. Uh, let's go to Grant. Welcome to Overnight America. What's up, Brian? Got a couple uh, couple good calls to start off the day there. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Call. Listen, I'm, I'm fine with it. I, 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 I appreciate their humor. Uh, I don't share their <laughs> point of view, but I do appreciate their humor, and it was pretty uh-huh. good. Um, oh, man. You know, I, I just, some of the things that have happened or have gone on that I uh, I personally believe or liked, uh, I have to talk about like my favorite and I feel like it's probably the most downplayed one there is. And that's Donald Trump being the first president to ever cross the demilitarized zone into North Korea and actually have face-to-face discussions with the leader of North Korea. Hmm. I feel like, in a different political time and political climate, there could have been a real good chance of turning over the Hobbit nation had we had support uh, through MSM, through you know bilateral support uh, through the House in that situation. I feel like it was a great success to be able to even have those discussions and negotiated by Dennis Rodman. (laughs) I know of all people. (laughs) Dennis Rodman is the one that helps push that through. You look at the path that Dennis Rodman had in his life from the start and through his career and everything, and his accomplishment of being able to negotiate talks between the Hobbit country leader, Kim Jong-un, 
and the United States president. Yeah, it really is amazing. Uh, thank you, Grant, for that call. And I got to say, some celebrities or at least notable names have been given the time of day during the administration. And that's something that even those that hate Donald Trump at least will throw a bone to him for, because that led to things like criminal justice reform, which he started to take on something you didn't see during the Obama administration. And even that you heard about well, who was it? Rapper Ice T said, Biden won't even call me. Trump will meet with me to hear my concerns. And he actually wanted to help the community. And that was it. Um, so keep in mind, I don't know if it's just a celebrity thing, him being one before he took office. And then he, for some reason is in those circles. So he gives it a time of day, but it has led to some pretty amazing things, including trying to get North Korea, uh, push him back off the ledge and back into reality. And even look what happened in the middle East. No one could have imagined we would see different nations, uh, uh, sitting down and talking to Israel in the past. You never would have seen that. So that's pretty uh, remarkable. Let's go to Jim. Welcome to Overnight America. Hey, good evening to you. Hey, I, just, I, I just don't understand. You know, I'm not voting for the guy because I don't like him. I mean, good Lord, look at your investments. Look at your retirement accounts. It's If he, if he shuts down oil and gas like he says he wants to with this Green New Deal, you know, all my friends that are in trade unions and stuff, you might as well write your jobs away. We're going to head wow. back into the same into the same things that we were in in the Obama administration, but possibly worse. You're going to see gas prices skyrocket. Uh, he's going to sign us back into the Paris Accord. He's going to get back in the deal with Iran. I just, you know, I have no faith in Democrats. They, they're all all politicians are in it for themselves, but. Donald Trump was doing what he said he wanted to do, what everybody complained about for the last 50 years, bringing jobs back to this country. That's exactly what China was. You, you take a $500 billion trade deficit and you split that in half. What do you think that would do to our economy? And I just don't understand you know, how, people yeah. can sit, how, how yeah. they can sit there and say, well, he's a jerk. Well, he's a jerk. Big damn deal. He's got a big mouth. But <laughs> okay. no, you know what? You can't argue what he got done. Yeah, Lowest I will say that. Rate yeah. ever. You know, I just Very I don't understand it. Yeah, thank you, Jim. I'm sorry. We got to, we're getting to some more calls, but I wanted to point out when we find that, yes, we continue to add to the debt, but a big chunk of that has to do with the response to the coronavirus and a couple of different stimulus packages that move forward during that time. And it was just absolutely terrible. And somehow we kept the economy floating instead of it sinking, which is remarkable. Um, it's not to where it should be, but imagine if the virus from Wuhan, China didn't spread across the world like it did and where we would have been. What's going to happen is if you start to take some of these economic policies, and Jim's right about this, either you're going to find a couple of different things happening. Either we are just going to push ourselves further into debt, or you're going to have to address that debt at some point and realize that it's going to be one of the biggest things that we'll never be able to solve. And what we're going to find is that either Joe Biden is going to fix it by making prosperity or taking prosperity. What's he going to do? Do you think he's going to make prosperity in order to pay off some of this debt? Or do you think he's going to immediately say, well, instead, we're going to take some of this prosperity because we look at uh, the, oh, there's such a big gap between the rich and the poor. So we're going to take your prosperity in order to make up for this sort of thing. And then ultimately you're taking away from the ability to make prosperity because those companies aren't going to be able to reinvest or give jobs. And what do you think that'll do to the economy? Ultimately hurting it and not only short-term, but very long-term because the track we were on before was, I mean, we were doing great. We really were. 
So uh, do we have time for this? Real quick, let's go to Wes. Welcome to Overnight America. Uh, hey, Ryan, I appreciate you taking the call. Um, you know, I guess from my perspective, I do acknowledge a lot of the accomplishments that you cited earlier at the, at the start of the show that, uh, you know, that Trump was able to accomplish. I guess ultimately the biggest thing that, that pushed me away from him is the divisiveness that he inspired in so many Americans, you know, cause ultimately I feel that, you know, we're all Americans. You're, you know, you know, if you're a Democrat, if you're a Republican, it doesn't matter. Um, we should be able to all work together. The enemy is not our neighbor. The enemy is, you know, across the seas in China or Russia. And I, I don't know that Trump really, uh, you know, kind of did anything to try to unite the country. Hmm. Uh, you know, OK, thank you, Wes. I appreciate that. What did he do to try to unite the country? Uh, here's, I think, the difficult position you're in if you're Donald Trump. If you are constantly bombarded with all of these things that they throw at you, which turn out to be true or lies, you know, they're they're trying to constantly kick you out of office the whole time. I really it's so difficult when you're him to think to himself, well, if all they're going to do is attack me, I'm just going to work to my base because I'm never going to be able to win them over anyway. And I don't know if we were united before him, and it's going to be difficult united after him. Um, during the Obama administration, we were not united. We had our difficulties, too, between the parties. And keep in mind, it doesn't help when you have these politicians that have been in there forever that continue to play on the divisiveness. If you have a Nancy Pelosi in there, do you think you're going to be unified by Nancy Pelosi, who only tries to divide you, or Chuck Schumer, who only tries to divide you? You think they're going to help the situation or even Joe Biden, for that matter? Look how long he's been serving. And he's been he's been back in the 80s when he first tried to run for president all the way until now. He's been in office for decades. Tell me how much uniting he's done. So do you have much optimism for something like that, given that they've had the opportunity and none of that has uh, materialized? So, OK, I get it. it. We're in a bad time. I don't think it's something that you can say Donald Trump is the originator of it. So what we're going to have to do, and I appreciate all these calls, we're going to have to try to take these later. So if you're holding on, call in after 10 o'clock because we're going to pick this up after. We have some great guests scheduled on the show, including Tom Sullivan, local watchdog on tonight's county council meeting. What's the latest for that battle for the chair? We'll take a look at your weather coming up next, too. It's Overnight America, KMOX. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And 
sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. News Radio 1120 KMOX. The voice of the Cardinals. Welcome back to Overnight America. He's a local watchdog in the county, pays close attention, and has for many years. Tom Sullivan joining us tonight. How are you, Tom? Doing fine, Ryan. Nice to be with you. County Council meeting tonight. There was a heated one that ended the last meeting where they really couldn't come to a conclusion if the new vote on a new chair would be legal or not, which also raised the questions of lawsuits, which set up a meeting today. And I'm curious, really, what happened at the meeting today? Tonight's meeting was pretty anticlimactic. Everybody thought we we're going to have a, another virtual boxing match, but everything went smoothly. They started out with uh, Rita Days, who is the uh, who was elected chair at a previous meeting by the by the group who was opposing Lisa Clancy. She she started out running it and ran it the whole meeting. And uh, Lisa Clancy, of course, noted her objection to it, but uh, things went pretty smoothly. They went through went through the whole agenda. It was 20 pages, and uh, it just ended at, at uh, 8:15. Wow. So we're getting uh, fresh news here. I was really curious how this would go and if it would be a big discussion. So I think next is, are they going to contest this? Is Lisa Clancy and uh, Sam Page and them going to try to take this to court in order to try to reverse the vote? The county, the county counselor actually filed the uh, filed a lawsuit on uh, Saturday. And uh, my understanding was it has been uh, handed over to a to a uh, court, and uh, one of the judges has told the parties that they needed to get the actually the ones who are filing the lawsuit against, which is actually the county filing against county council members. They have to get their response in by Friday. They actually the lawsuits filed against council members Tim Fitch, Mark Carter, Rita Days, and Shalanda Webb. She is the new council member, so she's she joins the council on January. 12th on a Tuesday, and by the end of the week, she's already being sued by her own government. <laughs> Isn't that something? You don't get paid enough at county council to get sued and be able to underwrite that. Uh, what do? By the way, uh, what do you get paid to be on county council? What's the uh, the? Oh, how much? Like twenty four thousand, I think. Okay, so how much of that is going to go to legal fees on her behalf now? I, I, well, it's <laughs> curious as to who. I mean, the, the thing of it is that the county councilor is supposed to represent everybody. So, but of course. She's appointed by the county executive, and Sam Page, of course, is is backing 
the Lisa Clancy faction on the council. So I have never seen anything quite like this where the county counselor takes the matter to court claiming she's for the, the favored uh, council members and then suing the other half of the council. So this is, this is uh, something pretty unique. How in the world can they get any business done with this much dis- uh, dysfunction? But then again, they did get together and they were able to get through one meeting. Do you think they'll all be this civil or do you feel like there's going to be those moments where it's just impossible? Well, I think that they realized that there was such an enormous amount of criticism over the last couple of meetings. I mean, it was just like watching uh, kids fighting on a playground. And I think as a result of all the criticism, they decided that, you know, we better we better do something. And uh, apparently they decided to let uh, Rita Days chair the meeting. And uh, like I said, she got through it, uh, got through it pretty well. The lawsuit will still go on. Uh, how that's going to uh, pan out, we'll have to wait and see whether they're going to make a quick decision or it's going to go on for weeks. But it looks like for now, Rita Days is going to be the chair. Yeah, I wondered if going into the meeting they would try to both stand up and assume the role of chair at the same time, and then that would have opened the contention. But it sounds like they are at least abiding by that uh, vote until it sees its day in court, so that's probably a good way to avoid a lot of the dysfunction. Oh, for sure. And uh, like I say, they got so much criticism, and uh, you know, after all, they did delay some of the some of the console business there's nothing really pressing that's going on but uh you do have to you do have to get through it every meeting they have a fair amount of uh, items and if you let them keep backing up then you're going to get really behind what were the big items tonight that they discussed well one item that was up in the, actually the uh the business journal did the story there was 45 million dollar uh some kind of a subsidy for boeing they're they're expanding their uh, expanding a plant in North County, and the county is going to do what's called a uh, Chapter 100. It's kind of a subsidy. They uh, they delayed that, but again, these things just go go on. But other than that, you have you have uh, road projects that are being being approved. You have a lot of smaller stuff like liquor license. You know, a, a restaurant or a bar changes hands, and you have to approve the new uh, the new owner. Uh, there's always a whole bunch of uh, a whole bunch of items having to do with that. Sometimes you have to approve they they want to get rid of old records. So there's always a lot of things on the council agenda that are not exactly uh, uh, big big items, but they have to they have to go. Council has to take care of them. Did they get to public comment in this meeting? They did get to public comments. They had a lot of technical problems on it. There's like 16 or 17 speakers. A lot of them criticized uh, Sam Page and Lisa Clancy for the lawsuit, and uh, there was praise for the new council chair, Rita Days, and the vice chair, Mark Carter. Uh, a lot of people said that the, the change was needed, that they needed to have uh, they needed to have more collaboration. But there was a lot of technical problems, and I think they they may be going back to the uh, to the uh, old system where you could email in your uh, your comments and, and and they would read them. But at some point, sometimes it was only like one out of every three words being spoken uh, came across, and then people were having they have it now where you you can rather than sending in your your uh, comments, you connect you connect through your uh, your computer, and but people were having a hard time uh, doing that. So I think they're going to change that. Technical issues, sure. That's something. Uh, yeah, they're going to have to change it, and probably for the easiest way to do things. Have they always done it that way, or maybe on the early onset were they taking statements and reading them afterwards? Because I feel like when Sam Page was doing that whole filibuster thing with the comments, they weren't doing all video messages, were they? 
Uh, they were not, and I think they move into video message due to they move to the video messages, or you can just uh, you can just go through the audio. But the reason for that was uh, to cut down on the cut down on all the critical emails, and they also changed it where you have to you can only you can only connect a half an hour before the meeting. You have to uh, let them know that you that you want to speak. And uh, so that cut down, that cut way down on uh, on the number of uh, number of speakers. In a way, some sometimes it was being abused. You know, you'd have twenty, twenty five speakers with virtually identical uh, statements. But at any rate, it allowed for people to uh, allowed for people to uh, have their comments included as part of the meeting. Yeah, well, it was fine when they were using it as a tool to filibuster because uh, we discussed that last year. But now it looks like they're like, OK, we can't allow that after they've already abused it because they realized that they were taking a tool away from something that other people could use. Um, and that's, I guess, a cheesy way or a sleazy way to do it. But still, I think that in the county council, everything that we're watching right now, there is so much public criticism for it. I'm glad they woke up and realized that meeting uh, some of the, the uh, pressing agenda items that they haven't actually got to yet. What are the things you think they really need to get to in the near future? Well, the one we've discussed several times before, which is the county auditor, I, it's just astounding that that issue continues on. Uh, as we, you know, I think Next month, I think he will be there four years, so that's four years for paying an auditor and, and somewhat of a staff <laughs> for doing almost almost absolutely nothing. Uh, you know, you've got plenty of issues uh, in North County. Uh, the old Jamestown Mall is 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 a real sore subject because it's been the mall has been closed now for several years and it just deteriorates. Uh, they had a big meeting on it. I remember summer of 2019. People were saying there's rats and snakes and all sorts of things that are that are uh, hanging around the the old mall and it's creating all sorts of problems. Like they had a fire in there, so that's a big issue. Uh, in North County, I think the new councilwoman will be will be discussing that. You saw on the front page of today's paper uh, trash all over some of the uh, some of the land that the county owns in uh, in Wellston. That's something that can that can be easily fixed, and uh, certainly doesn't look good to have uh, have lots in uh, Wellston with piled up with trash. Uh, Kinlox has 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 had the same problem. Uh, they have heavy duty trash down there. I mean, this is not the kind of thing where you can go in with a with a broom and, and uh, some sweepers. You need uh, uh, dump trucks to get some of the stuff over there. Wow. So not only that, what about some of this money that they were using to fight the coronavirus? Are, do they have any of that left in there? Still, are they still talking about ways to spend that? Yeah, well, that came up too tonight. Uh, Tim Fitch keeps saying, you know, what's, what's, our, uh, what's our plan? And uh, he says, well, what if we get 100000 doses, where is it going to go? And they don't really have anything. Uh, the writ of days asked the county executive, you know, what's what's going on with some of that? And he didn't wouldn't respond other than saying we're going to come out with that in the, in the, in the future. So uh, that continues to be a, an issue, you know, because you had, you had uh, it was an issue with the testing. They were slow getting some of the testing out. And so I don't, I think some of the council members don't want to see the same thing repeated with the with the vaccination, so that is an ongoing uh, ongoing issue too with the council. And also, uh-huh. there was some criticism about the restrictions. So uh, we're going to be talking about uh, COVID in St. Louis County and this area for some time.
Yeah, when you circumvent the county council and say, we're going to look at other ways to oversight this funding, and then you can't answer simple things that we've been talking about for months when it comes to the distribution of the vaccine, maybe that is a strong indicator they should have included the county council as part of this, because obviously he's not doing it on his own. They needed to include everyone else in order to get the entire county involved. That's just another thing. I, you know, I, I get frustrated when I see politics act the way they, they act sometimes in a time like this when all of these resources from the federal government were given to this area in order to fight it and you look and say why in the world are they spending it on stuff like this why are they spending it on flat screen tvs for the prosecutor's office why are they building permanent buildings when in the city they could bring up pop-up uh, buildings and things and save you know uh, 10 times the cost 100 times the cost it's just so frustrating so th- there's all these things that are on the burner i guess um the if we're going to be optimistic about it, at least they're getting some business done. <laughs> yeah, they are. another issue with the COVID is the contact tracing. You know, when you look at some of the cities around the country, you know, they go out and they do the contact tracing, and one thing it does, it tells you where, pretty much gives you an idea of, of where they where they uh, caught the uh, virus at, and, it, and that's one of the things that has irritated some of the restaurant owners. The one in New York, it's found that only uh, something like 1.4 of the people infected got it, figured that they got it at a restaurant. So that's actually much less than uh, some other places. So, you know, I don't know how much money was spent on contact tracing, but, I mean, they hired all these people, and uh, they were supposed to be doing the work. And then Sam Page says, well, we're, we're so overwhelmed, but we're not really going, we might as well stop doing it. So that's cert- there's certainly a lot of questions uh, surrounding that. I wonder, too, are they still booking out that hotel that's not being used? Is that still a thing? Uh, that's that's a good question. Uh, I think they signed <laughs> some kind of a lease on it, but I don't know if uh, if they uh, if they're still there or not. Uh, I think they I think the idea was that they were going to put uh, first responders there that, uh, you know, they possibly needed to quarantine. But I think that kind of went by the wayside, and I think they had some homeless people in there. So I don't know yeah. what, what the, I don't know what the story on that is. And I got to give credit to the city of St. Louis. I think they've handled their funding a lot better when it comes to the fiscal responsibility and trying to fight COVID. So you saw all of the different steps they took in the county. You know, let's build these permanent facilities. Let's rent out an entire block of a hotel that's not being used in the city. They decided to give vouchers instead of renting it out so they can use it as is. They brought in temporary structures. They saved a lot of money that way. And they even used some of the COVID funding to say, let's uh, build these small, tiny homes for the homeless so we can get them off the street in case they're spreading it. So they actually found a way for it to be productive long-term. And here we are renting hotels for for the homeless because they're not being used anywhere else in the county. I, I It just makes me upset, the, the dysfunction. And I don't know if I'm out of line for pointing those things out. There's just a lot of things that need to be pointed out. Well, then they got it. They had uh, just come out oh, maybe a month or so ago. There's a $2 million uh, contract for consulting. I don't know some some firm in in uh, New York. I forget exactly what all that was about, but you get the feeling that they're they are using this to sort of you know put other things under the umbrella of COVID when in fact they don't really belong there. And and you got you know they have uh, they have a law firm that's on kind of an open ended contract. Uh, not quite sure I know what that's all about, but that's just it. There's so many things that are questionable. And nobody is really answering them, and you don't have the. This would be the ideal thing for the county auditor to be involved in, and he is uh, nowhere to be seen on this. So, 
I don't know, down the road, they could get into trouble. I think the the feds audit these things, and uh, no telling no telling what they're going to find in St. Louis County. Yeah, I think we got their number <laughs> based on Steve Stanger. We might just have to give them a call again and ask them, hey, we got all these contracts that are questionable. We don't quite know why we're paying all this money out. And then again, we don't really have an auditor who's an auditor. So maybe we could use your help. This would be great. You would think an area that was burned in the past by a politician by the name of Steve Stanger, who's now sitting in federal prison because of this, we would be a little bit more careful and mindful of the contracts and the money going out. But here we are still worried about the same thing. So, Tom Sullivan, I'm glad that you came on. You watched the county council meeting tonight, gave us an update. Thanks for uh, coming on and keeping us updated. Thanks, Ryan. And Tom Sullivan joins us on the Bomberito Automotive Group guest line. He's so good at county politics and the history of it. I'm glad that he joins us so frequently. I, I just really enjoy those conversations. This is Overnight America KMOX. Now back to Overnight America on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michaelsflooringoutlet.com. Here we are in Overnight America. And like I mentioned before, we had a lot of calls when we were saying, um, at, at least I started the show naming some of the accomplishments of the Trump administration. And I know that we got a lot of calls and I wanted to take some of those. If you had a final message for President Trump as he leaves, mixed reviews so far on that one. We're going to start that again at 10 o'clock and at 10, a uh, little after, we're going to air the farewell address of President Donald J. Trump. It was released earlier today on a video message. I don't think the networks really gave it the time it deserved. In fact, I think the networks would have aired any other president's message. I think the only two that I've seen so far that actually have put it on their airwaves, Fox News and Newsmax. I don't know if any of the other ones have. It's about a 20-minute message, and we'll do that here tonight on Donald Trump's final day in office as Joe Biden will be sworn in and become the 46th president of the United States. By this time tomorrow, we'll already know some of his actions that he decides to take. Uh, So, you know, tomorrow, whole other story, Inauguration Day. Uh, Kevin Kleen has been working on one, and this is actually meant to air tomorrow morning, but he says I can air these at night, which is great. Here is uh, Kevin Kleen's whole the story in preparation of tomorrow. There are a lot of different opinions out there on this inauguration day. Couldn't come sooner enough. Couldn't come fast enough. Uh, uh, the like Trump, has he's a terrible person for this country, and I'm not a fan of Biden, but thank God Trump's out of here. Do you have any doubts about the election, whether it was fair? Uh, not at all. Again, I'm not a big fan of Joe Biden, but that's all malarkey. I think a lot of people think there's a lot of election fraud, but I don't know. Do you think Joe Biden really won? No. What's the best evidence that he didn't, in your opinion? Oh, just the, the Texas thing where that lady got arrested and stuff for electoral fraud. I'm sorry. There's so many of them. I don't remember which one that was. I don't know either. I just see it on my phone, you know. So you think there's something there that wasn't quite right? Yeah, I think they're trying to hide something. I'm hopeful about the future. I'm hopeful we have people that care about us and care about the future and want us to thrive as a country. And this was a year where there were a lot of claims made that the election had something wrong with it. What do you do with those claims at this point? Uh, They're illegitimate claims. How were you able to arrive at that conclusion? I did research on my own, and I'm a graduate student, and I was able to use my reasoning skills to um, weed out the fake news. What was an example of something that you researched and found to be a false claim? Oh, man, I have to ask my husband. <laughs> he does most of my research for me. <laughs> uh, my first election was uh, Obama, 
And then now I voted for Trump anyway. You know, you voted for Trump. Yeah, I voted for Trump in this election. What do you think about his claims that there was a lot of shenanigans? You know, but what can we believe? You know, you're ready to move on. Yeah, that's what it is. I'm ready to move on. You know, and that's why you know I back down. <laughs> Even when I voted for him, and then Americans have made their choice, then I don't have no options to you know try the next choice. Yeah, still have to go to work in the morning. I will. <laughs> I will. I still have to go to work. In the Another inauguration day has arrived, and we wish the new president and the nation well. With a whole other story, I'm Kevin Killeen. All right, there it goes. The whole other story on Inauguration Day tomorrow. Coming up after the break, we're actually going to be speaking to Susan Burroughs and what her family's been through when it comes to teen addiction on KMOX. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.